0: Welcome to the Three Thirds Bank, one third Scouts podcast. It is episode number 43 and we are finally back off our long summer holidays um, to talk about the brand new season of uh, the Premier League so and everything involved with the Premier League. So we will start with summer. So I am joined as always by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Simon Mann. How are we both? <laughs> very well, very well. When was
1: the last time we did it? Was was it after the quarterfinal of the Euros?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, was it? I didn't think we did it at all. It? Oh no, it was. You, we, we did we, one, we didn't we? Game. It was after the Scotland game, I think. I think the last one was something about Scotland. Yeah, no, actually, because we were. Dis- I was disappointed in terms of what was. Because didn't we watch we're the gonna... final? We, didn't we, what, what, what What was the first game we watched together?
1: We watched Germany. That was, was that Germany game last. Oh, that would have been the last 16 game, Germany, yeah,
0: would it? Yeah. Yeah. In the blue Cause, bell Because I think the quarterfinal, you. The quarterfinal was Sweden or was that the semi final? No, we didn't play Sweden. We just played Denmark in the semi final. Denmark, Denmark, not Sweden. Ukraine, that was it. Somebody played in yellow. Yeah.
2: Well, I haven't caught up with the rest of the results, so
1: don't spoil it for
2: me.
0: I <laughs> don't, don't know
1: how we did. got it all on record, though, so
3: catch up over <laughs> the weekend.
0: Next time you get COVID, you have to isolate. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's international break, too, and it might just be reruns of that. So. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: it's a, I, I, I was thinking if we left it so long because we were bitterly disappointed with the result, or we just left it so long because. No, because you're over on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> it's not my fault. I get six weeks off at summer. I've made the most of it. Find a new career. You left that career, path. Sandra. I know. You, <laughs> I you don't, speak
1: don't, speak don't. that away. I say it, that 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 phrase came out of bitter jealousy. That's why I was
3: saying <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Part-time teacher, full-time full-time Instagram influencer. Wow. Um. I mean, that's
2: a, I feel so. The, I'm going away again tomorrow morning for the third time in this six-week holidays. So I feel like I've done quite well fitting in the holidays.
0: I mean, it's always very, it's always very stressful going away to so to do it three times in such a short space of time. I can imagine it's not ideal. Yeah, but you know what we've done this time.
2: Like, so f- for going camping, we just bought big, massive holdalls. So packing, you can fit everything in it. So like actually thinking about what you need to pack you don't have to worry you just shove it all in the back then we got you're getting box. the value out of
1: that big car aren't you
2: yeah and then we got a roof box as well i've got a lot of tons of space tons of space so the first time i went around i just put the roof box on and just filled the car because i could I, honestly <laughs> I, I put everything in that i needed to and then i had loads more space so i just went right I'm just gonna take board games so i took 25 board games for a week's holiday <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, we didn't play that many of them. Uh, yeah, and then that was it. It was great. Are you? Um, is, is there a big um, sort
1: of a section of social media? Is there a big camping social media? Is that what you're in no. these days?
2: Claire's in that side. You are following a lot of social
1: media inf- uh, camping influencers? Are you? Yeah,
2: Claire does. She she's in all the Facebook groups. She uh, she comments asking for tips from experienced campers i tell you, you what, they'll say, bring, bring a can opener <laughs> Clash you know with, with beans. Pleasure <laughs> me one video. With this. like the, This experienced camper really took a video of their setup. And you went in the tent, they had an inflatable uh, three-seater sofa, and then across the way they had a table with a 32-inch TV on it, with now TV set up. Wow. Well, I, but I thought that's not camping, is it? No. Well, that's, just... that, that's a terrible hotel
0: room.
1: Yeah, in
0: telly, it's troublem- in telly
2: back yeah that, the trouble is that's got to the point
1: where it's so good. It's it's so close to being at home, you might as well just be at home at that point. Or,
2: you? or just be in a hotel somewhere. I mean, I can't, I
0: can't imagine Love Island gets any better when you're watching it outside in the rain, to be honest. <laughs> unless, the, unless the water gets into the back of the telly, it starts to spark. That might be... Uh... <laughs> but yeah, no. That's, so that that's what some
2: people have. But camp, oh, then camping, camping was was brilliant. Even to the point, we should do, we should do a sports show camping weekend. I can set the tent, more than
0: enough room for everyone. Be great. A few beers. You, the, did, well, no, you told you told us where you went. You went. How, how was the? How was it getting there? All right. Yeah, so it took, took us a couple hours to get there. The only problem we had
2: when we there is the weather was so unpredictable. Like literally, it'd be monsoon like one minute, and then ten minutes later, it'd be like bright blue skies. So you could never
0: plan anything to do. But other than that, great, loved it and so was much. It, was it? Was it? I mean, was it busy in terms of like was the loads of people there, or was it quite like close knit? No, because it, it wasn't a massive camp, was a
2: massive campsite. Uh, so it was, made, it was aimed at families. So there's quite a few families there, but. They were spread out across a few fields. And then there's quite a few people who just like turn up for a night or two and then move up like with a smaller tent, move on. So it was never.
0: Oh, so it was like but the a... people that would just kind of go around the country almost. Um, we were.
3: Some... Do
1: people keep themselves to themselves in the evening or is there sort of a communal?
2: No, it was. Kind of... Well, I don't know, is the honest answer, because we we had because we had Jack. Jack was still going to bed early. So we need to be near the tent in case he woke up. And then where our little pitch was, there was no other like tents around us for a good few meters, maybe five, six, seven, eight meters. So we never, and anyone who did pitch up next to us was only there for a couple of nights and they didn't have kids. So we, we could never really get talking to anyone. So there's a few, there's a, quite a few groups who had come together and they pitched up next to each other. But I'll tell you what did happen. So we arrived on the, on the uh, Friday and we, I've been sent, like, all week been checking the weather. They've been saying thundery showers for that Friday. And we were thinking, I was thinking, this is going to be disastrous. And then we arrived, lovely dry day. Couldn't have asked for better weather. So we're like, oh, this is great. We'll get the tent up. So we got, all this, got the tent out, got told where it was. The woman told us where our, because we had electrical hookup, where, where we had to plug in. So I looked and I thought, oh, that's a bit far away. But okay, obviously, people have done it before, so it must be fine. Uh, and then we got the tent out. We were on a bit of a hill, so we worked out that oh, we'd sleep like with our heads up the hill, so we feet at the bottom, so we weren't rolling about side to side. Got everything out, pitched the tent, got it all up, started getting all, like, got the bunk beds out for the kids, made that, got Jack's travel cut out, got the table and chairs out, built this shelf bunk bed the shelf. for the kids? Yeah, we got camping bunk beds. Wow. <laughs> we have got the shelving unit out, got the fridge uh, put where we we're going to put it, put our beds out, which are absolutely massive, rolled all the sleeping bags out, got all the pillars out, put the carpet down. I took these play tiles as well for the like living area, so it was a bit softer for Jack. Got it all set up, so we are ready to go. And then I said, right, last thing to do, just got to get, plug the electricity in now. So I unroll, unrolled it all, and it said in the box, 15-meter cable. Honestly, I was about 30 centimetres short from being able to... Plug no! The- um, <laughs> so we spent an hour pitching this tent, hammering all the pegs in. I'd gone round I said to Clark, I'm sick of doing this. Can't wait till this is over. I've finished it all. <laughs> and then when that happened, I was like, oh, you are shitting me. Like, this is not a fun moment. So I was like, right. I said to Clark, I said, we can't not have the electricity. We've paid for this. We brought the bloody fridge to have milk and everything and cold beer, not not, not having <laughs> electricity for a week. So I said, right, well, what we'll do, was just unpeg the tent. And then because it's on grass, it should just swivel, shouldn't it? Should just be able to drag it round. Yeah. Couldn't do that. It was so heavy with everything that was in it. So basically we had to take everything out. Like, So we just had to put made, um, like we're wheeling made up, Bunk beds out of the tent, just putting them <laughs> in the middle of the field. A travel cot in the middle of a field. Two single, like honestly, the amount of stuff we took out is ridiculous. And then we had to move it around, pitch the tent up again, and do it. So I had to put the tent up twice.
0: Oh Absolutely. no! Well, at well, least then, it was a bright, at least it was a bright sunny day. Otherwise, that would have been a disaster.
2: When you when you go as well though, because you turn up and everyone else has got like there they're all set up. It's not like everyone arrives on mass and they're all putting the tent up at the time. you're you're like the main focus of activity on the site so you just know everyone's watching you as well so you just experience Uh, everyone's thinking what a a fucking idiot he is (laughs) 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 so yeah so we did that that was the Friday but then once we set up it was all nice fine and then the only other thing that went wrong uh, the first day when I took the camping stove I thought I'll go for something dead simple just make some pasta Uh, all you have to do is boil the water sit the pasta in, jar of sauce, and I bought, bought some mince as well to fry off. Did that, got it all done, It got the pasta cooked, and I was like, right, I need to drain this pasta off now. I thought, oh, I don't have a colander to drain it into. So I went, oh, it's all right, I'll just use the pan lid. So I thought, right, I'll go like 10 yards away from the tent so when I, when I drain it off, it won't make a puddle outside the tent. And then I start pouring. What, a, what a boiling up water? <laughs> yeah. But so at this it so yeah, pan of boiling hot water, them drain out, and they go ten yards away, start draining. Forget about the wind; the wind just blows all the boiling hot water onto my foot. <laughs> go <home. laughs> But at this point, it was dead late, so I was like, I can't stop, so I just carried on pouring, trying to get my foot out of the way because I thought the kids need to eat, and then because I needed to boil the, the pot of water again to cook for me and Claire, I just sat outside with one sock off. <laughs> Just airing my foot in the cold, hoping that I cool it down enough so I wouldn't get third-degree burns on my foot for the rest of the health. <laughs> but yeah, well, apart from
0: that, it was great. So yeah, sounds pleasant. Anyone else like, been anywhere? How was your all-day cheesy? It was lovely, absolutely lovely. But I think that was the apart from when we went uh, to London about. I think I went, we went six or seven years ago with, with Ashley's dad. It was the first proper time i've actually been I've actually been to London and spent time we would do whatever we what, whatever we wanted to do so we an absolutely amazing time we were we were we picked actually picked an amazing hotel as well we were literally right above Charing Cross station so in order in terms of getting anywhere, we literally just had to go downstairs get on the tube and we were we were there um and the hotel was great where we were um so we had a really good time absolutely amazing, up at half six every day, pretty much asleep for nine o'clock every night, um, Olympics was on whenever we were in the room, so we had an absolutely amazing time, such a good time. And you had a birthday. And I had a wonderful birthday, I wasn't too happy about waking up at half six on my birthday but um, actually <laughs> brought some balloons and the kids had blown all these balloons up and there was a nice happy birthday message for me in, in the morning and then... And um, we spent my birthday, of course, doing what Grayson wants to do, as we do every birthday that I have <laughs> <for>
3: the
0: <laughs> last three. Years. Um, so we went to we went to Harry Potter Harry Potter World, which was uh, which was great. It was really good. I mean, it was, it was um, how they've done it is it's just it's incredible. And how big a Harry Potter fan are you, Cheezer? Uh Well. There is there's obviously people there that in black, like to kind of help you and stuff like that. They know a lot about Harry Potter, and when they engage in conversation with you, they expect you to know as much Harry Potter as they do, and that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't the case. So I just had to refer to Grayson. What, um, what, what were you going? is Harry the ginger one? <laughs> uh, well, we we were um, when because we you, we went in and then you have to queue up. You all go in, in like a group, so then you go into like a cinema bit and then you watch them say you watch them talk um, about the about the attraction and where it's how long it's been there and who's there and other people and then you go into another room but this time you stood up you do and the same thing happened again with different people telling you about different things and then you go into another room and then you have to queue up and then you have to wait till everybody's in that room and then they let you in at this point was Grayson thinking what's all the fuss about this Harry Potter world (laughs) <laughs> well I was thinking oh, what's going on here this this can't be it surely and then they let you in, and then they tell you like the first bit is like you'll be in there for about two and a half hours and then the last bit you'll be in there for about an hour or so um, and I was like really three hours and then when you get in there it's like it's just like a never ending you every time you walk around a corner like it just gets slightly bigger and bigger and then um, but there's loads of like interactive food you can do obviously you can sit on a green screen and pretend you're on a broom you can Shout up, and this broom comes up at you. Um, you can sit in one of the um, butter, bean bar, uh, butter beer bars uh, and pretend you're sat around the table. So there's loads of stuff you can do. Grayson didn't want to do any of that, so we weren't exactly two and a half hours <laughs> in the first bit. We were more like an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, then then we were there. We were there for about four or five hours, I think. And then we got back, and we went to a place called the Rainforest Cafe, um, which is exactly what it says on the tin: is a cafe in a rainforest.
1: Oh, I think I went there when I was a kid. Yeah, it's really cool, yeah. isn't it? Right. Well, I mean, it was it was 20 years ago. I assume it's still
0: <laughs> cool by some. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, you, you and Grayson doesn't really like animals. I uh, doesn't like to be really close to animals, and neither does Ed. So the fact that there was moving animals on the wall um, didn't really help with the. Setting of uh, people and it was it was incredibly hot. It was downstairs. Right, wow, it's, the- it's not- in a rainforest, Cheddar. Yeah, <laughs> um, it felt like we were in a rainforest, and um, there was. A- I'm assuming they were a bit short on staff because the downstairs bit wasn't open, so there was loads of people waiting because we kind of. Well, you go in and like upstairs, it's like a cuddly toy shop basically, which is about the size of a shoebox, and you go downstairs in this massive restaurant, and down downstairs was closed. You couldn't. They weren't letting anybody down there. Um, but there was just loads of people waiting. It was so busy, and we—I we, mean, we but I had a table book for I think about quarter past three, so we like we weren't like lunch trade, evening trade. We were smack bang in the middle of the afternoon. And it was absolutely heaving. Um, but anyway, we had some food. It was really nice. Can't remember what we did in the evening. Can't remember what we did in the evening. And then anyway, so we then on the day after we, did, we had some more Harry Potter stuff. Uh, our first show on the West End was uh, the day uh, what the ladybird heard that great uh, classic that's been going for years. So that was nice for Esme. So we watched that. Um, And then we just went for a tour of London, went to see the Queen. She wasn't in. Um, (laughs) Went went to see Boris was in. He wasn't in. Um, And that's pretty much it. It was a lovely time. What about you, Simon?
1: Well, yeah, I've been doing a bit of DIY this weekend. I'm mid decking at the moment in my uh, in my back garden, which has been quite a satisfying experience.
0: Uh, a lot you've, of... you've built decking before, haven't you, Cheddar? I well, I've done it twice. Okay. Yeah, well, it hadn't even occurred to me that I could come to uh, to you guys <laughs> for expert <accurate> advice. <laughs> it's well, it's uh, what I'm more. Of, it's still up. It's still not, none of it's broke. None of it's cracked. Um. So yeah, so I, I, it was a long time ago that I did my first one. That with your, with your brother Ross. Right, oh, yeah. Um, I was very much the uh, I was very much the apprentice. Um, although to be fair, when I did this one, I was still very much the apprentice when we did the second one. So I'm not quite sure how many deckings you have to be involved with before you become the master. But um, well, yeah.
1: So, so, so this is this is my first, and and we got Blinder's dad. He, he's kind of there. The ex, I wouldn't say we're only halfway through. So maybe maybe the second half I really learn it all. At this stage, I wouldn't say I would. I'd be ready to lead a decking operation next time out. I think I'd need at least one more
2: as an apprentice. What about I want I want raised decking
0: coming off? Would you be able to do that after a second Uh, one? I would probably. I know. I'd say I'd say raised decking is probably your fifth. (laughs) 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 I think. I think the big. it's if you're going to lead decking, you need to know exactly what to buy from b q or Wix or Screwfix or wherever you're going to. And I don't think yeah. that if, I went to, if I went, if I was going to lead it and decide I was going to go, I don't know, going to give up retail and going to do decking. If I went to b and I'd probably have to go back about four times for everything that I forgot, which cost effective wise wouldn't be great. So I'd have to do one deck per week.
3: I mean, so particularly
1: I- your, your back garden, Ross, is, is that what we're talking about here?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. That, that'd be, if we're honest, that's really raised decking, isn't it? Yeah. So I'd, I'd say wait until you're sixth before you take that on, Cheesy.
0: Yeah, maybe tenth. Yeah.
2: I mean, my problem is, if I want to do this on my own, I'm not sure I've got ten friends who want decking building. or am I just looking <laughs>
0: look for any decking projects that are going on. Well, you've got plenty of time when you get back of holiday. You just uh, <laughs> labour yourself out.
1: And I suppose you you can offer them um, seating, can't you? You can make them some
0: seating. In- yeah. 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 It's all about what you bring yeah. to the table. Or you could just loiter around the decking bit of B and Q and see what people buy. <laughs> right down <laughs> so uh, what, what's how much is left so you're halfway through what's left
2: to do just put the actual decks down are you putting any are you put in any rails oh, no,
1: no, i mean i mean as in like we're halfway across the the area that's getting decked oh um, how,
0: big, how big is your deck is uh how do you mean well how big is it three meters by three meters or is it two oh, meters by
1: i think it might be oh gosh what is it it, it so, Does 5 by 7 sound about right? That's that's not, That
0: that that, I think that might be what it is. Well, I mean, no, that, depends, that'd be, that'd be really wide, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that would be pretty wide. So my, yeah, deck is, my deck is as wide as the deck board, so I didn't have to cut them down. Hey. Okay. Up, up there, for
1: lucky. Well, we've had to cut them down, yeah. So whatever, I would say, you know, maybe 3 metres by 7 metres. I don't know.
0: I wasn't in charge of measurements. I'll be honest. There you go. You see, when you do your first one, you not you you don't turn yeah. that in. You just, you just no put that put that screw there, cut that wood there. <laughs> <laughs> were you were you brew boy, Simon? I'm 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 good at a bit of
1: screwing. Um, once it's all been lined up, I do a bit of screwing. That's what I do, and I'm good at um I can lean on it while you're cutting it. That's what I can do. Plus, <laughs> and I can I can slap it from the front of the house to the back of the house. That that, that they're my main. My main
2: skill sets. That's, that's the classic job is hold that still while I cut it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you've got any feel that you need to keep busy on a job, just hold that <laughs> bit. While... <laughs> you've probably got it clamped down as well. We just told you to hold
3: it. <laughs> just get
2: me involved, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, any any other projects that going on, or just that one? mainly that
1: one well we ripped up the carpet on the stairs earlier oh. so um and we went to ikea to get some things we're going to get these uh, what's it called basically the middle of the, the stairs are going to be like covered in these yeah. rugs and then all oh, right okay and then the edges of the stairs will be just a, you know nice exposed brickwork all very Brick. hard to be done i tell you what we've got on the on the stairs now we've got a, a gallery wall full of uh full of great photos i've, including...
0: I've seen that on belinda's instagram that's it's, it's very impressive
1: yeah yeah it's been nice well, but that i that is pretty much all entirely belinda's work in fact entirely Blinder's work <laughs> but one of the pictures on there is the selfie of us after that semi-final win
2: oh we made the wall oh, Look so you made that. the wall yeah
1: wow there
2: you go i feel honored
1: so yeah. so, yeah, I mean, as long as we live here, you'll be... You'll, uh, well, we might leave that picture, but if we ever leave the house, I imagine whoever <laughs> buys, that, that'll add value, won't it? Well, Absolutely. You
2: mute, uh, no more nails, so they can't
0: rip it off. for often turns up next. <laughs> I
1: don't think they want to.
0: <laughs> you've, written it, you've written it into the leasehold.
1: <laughs> well, there's, I would say a big part of this gallery wall is that obviously me and Blinder. this is the first time I bought a house, so we've lived in rented accommodation, where you've always got to be slightly careful about putting nails into walls. And now that we own the house, therefore, uh, we're not, we don't have to ask anyone permission about putting nails into the walls. It's like Blinda's gone mad on it. It's like... <laughs> it's, like it's almost like she's keep nailing them in until someone tells her she can't and she's going to lose her <laughs> deposit.
0: <laughs> I'll have to look up if you can have a listed picture in a, in a, in a building. I'll have to have a look. <laughs>
1: well yeah both both this wall and the Mona Lisa will be hoping that
2: the answer is yes so so what
0: are we talking about Cheezo? Um so as it was the start of um, the Premier League um, on Friday night uh, we will talk about the games um, but before we do that we will talk about um, everybody's favorite topic, and that is uh, the summer transfer merry-go-round. So we will uh, talk about the big transfers that have happened, some transfers that, uh, as of yet, haven't happened as far as I'm aware, and then some transfers that might need—we feel like might need to happen after the first round of games. Um, and then we will talk about uh, the games themselves over the weekend, uh, which threw up a couple of uh, a couple of surprises. So we'll have a break, uh, and we'll come back, and we will start with uh, the transfers. <music> Welcome back to the Three Thirds Mike One Third Scouts podcast and we will start with what was possibly the biggest transfer of the summer um, and that was uh, Lionel Messi to Paris Saint-Germain. Simon, um, we were all a bit surprised um, that it actually happened uh, but we probably weren't surprised where he ended up.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's absolutely incredible and the world's best player available on a free is kind of mind-blowing in it and and just how on earth Barcelona have got themselves into this mess is is beyond belief. I mean, you, you always just kind of assume that really rich, powerful people have got into that position because they've got some form of competence, don't you? But financially, Barcelona seems to have been a basket case for the last five or six years. Got themselves into a situation where Messi was happy to take a pay cut, uh, but they still just weren't even allowed to sign him, so he had to leave. It would have. There was a. It would have been so exciting to see him come to the Premier League. I mean, it would have been. I would have loved to have seen him, you know, week in, week out, and you know, one of the world's greatest ever players. But you know, money talks, and there, there are a few football clubs that have unlimited money, of which PSG are, are one of them. Um, and and yeah, he's gone there now. You got. To, I mean, you can't help but feel. I mean, he's going to be scoring so many, isn't he? Because. You know, He regularly gets like 40 goals a season, doesn't he, in La Liga? Yeah. What is he going to do when he's like away at Lille? Like he's going to be he's right. like five every week, isn't he? I put a bet on Sky, but you can bet on Sky, bet on like um, Messi, Mbappe and Neymar to collectively score. I think it was like over 60 goals. And I was like, yeah. It's so sure that, it's so that's be- 20 each? Well, well, yeah, however they make it up, Yeah, I, guess, but, but, I mean, yeah. that. yeah, that should be yeah. They'll be able to Pretty get sure. there after the season, won't they? Well, that, that's what I thought when I put my, my 40p on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what is mental about it all. Uh, just like you say, just the fact that it, this all seems to have gone away. There seems to be no talk yeah. of Messi leaving. Like The whole excitement around it was... Was it last season or the, se- or yes. the start of this? Yeah. Ago. And it all kind of, oh, no, he's not going to go. Like, he's going to go, he's going to go, he's going to go. No, no, he's decided to stay. And then you all thought, oh, right, OK, it's this uh, this kind of drawn-out mind games, what's going on. But then, like, at the time, you you kind of knew Barcelona were in a bit of financial difficulty. But after they've announced today that they're in over a billion pounds worth of debt, you, you do think they are up shit creek without a paddle in terms of the next few years going ahead and then the fact that it just seemed to I mean the speed at which it happened you found out that he's not he can't sign for Barcelona and then like three days later he signed for PSG it wasn't even like it was drawn out and he was he really took his time to figure something well, out
1: and, and, and just like why
2: on earth were Barcelona signing other players if they knew they had this issue
3: yeah 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 but
1: why why did you sign Memphis Depay and Aguero on free transfers. If you if you're struggling to you know get, get Messi over the line and then yeah, get get your <laughs> talisman for
2: the last twenty years. <laughs> but...
0: Then worry men fifty pies available. <laughs> so I th- I think they knew that this so that La, La Liga had had this um have, have either sold themselves off or they've they've made this deal with this venture capital um Company to get some to get some cash flow in, and as part of this money, Barcelona were due to get 200 million euros of it, whatever they were. But the stipulation for that the league put putting that you could only spend 15% of that money on wages. So when that when obviously that stipulation came in, Barcelona thought this money would just pay for Messi's contract or however much they're going to pay him, but that then couldn't happen. So then they were like, he was he he'd flown back from Vita to sign this contract at the new Camp, and then they, the Barcelona were like, we can't afford you, because there was even points where Barcelona were then putting over the over the net when Messi had obviously said that, oh, well, I'm gonna have to leave, I can't do anything else. Barcelona were then putting out messages to say, well this person and this person have signed like have signed with us and registered with La Liga, and the Liga were going. We've not received any of this paperwork yet. These police players aren't aren't, aren't signed. So they're obviously going to have to sign some players, and most of the—I mean, even PSG were signing have signed players on the free this year, Um, and then that's kind of been that's kind of been the um, the reason why that that kind of came to a head. And whenever that money came, which I think was either one or two days before Messi was coming back off holiday, he's not he's not been able to sign.
2: Um, Why? Just incredible. My only question about it all: Do you think? This is purely speculation, but if um, the Grealish deal hadn't got over the line as soon, do you think that maybe once Messi became available, City would have probably gone for him?
1: Well, yeah, I reckon City are probably regretting the Grealish. City are probably thinking, "Oh, we we just waited a week. (laughs) They they, they know Messi was about
0: to become available. You
1: can always go back to
0: Grealish next year, can't you?" Well, they asked Pet, didn't they? They said they'd met. Obviously, it was talked about because was think it was the day. Was it the day after Grealish? And he said yeah, that yeah. Uh, Manchester, Manchester. I think Messi had made it aware in January that he it was made aware that he wasn't going to be available for a transfer in the summer. So they'd completely gone off the boil with it um, and not pursued it and done something else. And I don't. I mean, even with Manchester City's mind, I don't think that they could just turn around and go, "We'll get be able to get this deal over the over the line in the next few days with the money that they basically just. Given Messi's number ten shirt to uh, to Jack Grealish, well, he's not yeah. that number ten at PSG though, has he? No, I can't. Who is number, I can't remember who is ten at PSG. Oh, I can't either. But it's, it's it is a. I mean, it, like I say,
2: like as soon as it gets up, if PSG don't win the Champions League this year.
1: And they won't, will they? They definitely will no, they will definitely.
0: Yeah, something
2: won't. I do like someone, like portal, yeah. someone will knock them out. But you can't have Mbappe, Neymar and Messi as a front three. And they're not. It's well, not. I mean, the trouble is, and it's a nice problem to
1: have, but actually PSG have never had a... You know, The reason PSG haven't won the Champions League hasn't been because they lack enough goal-scoring threats. It's because they can't get these goal-scoring threats into a sort of cohesive team that's well balanced and defensively, you know, defensively sound. Cause, you know, Mbappe, and Neymar, are not particularly interested in running backwards, and you can't. Help but feel field, if sort of if anything, they've sort of doubled down on that problem, haven't
2: they? Well, I mean, to me, the midfield. Like, I know they've got, um, Wine Alderman now, but the midfield's just never been. I mean, Herrera. When he doesn't play all the time, does he? But well, they've got obviously they to...
0: have but he seemed to be injured quite a lot. But they've still got Julian Draxler and Angel Di Maria supplying that front three. So unless, yeah, that... no, but
2: what, um... no, but what I'm saying is, it's not like Liverpool's midfield that are basically made up to shut up shop. So yeah, no, yeah, Salah, yeah, yeah. Firmino, and they. It's not like you've gone well. they back that front three will rip anyone apart. So we'll we'll just focus on keeping solid at the back. They're not like that, are they? No, I mean well, I know no, they don't have to be. And,
1: some of their other signings, obviously they got Ramos, So I don't know how. I think he's quite injury prone these days, isn't he? They, they also signed Donnarumma, who you know, yeah, that's one incredible one on a free another, as well. Another free signing, signing, yeah,
2: yeah. They've had to, in terms of free transfers, they've probably had the best window that you could
0: <laughs> ever have. I mean, there. I mean, Genoa dodged a bullet. Yes. He was very close to going to Barcelona, and ended up at PSG. That would have been. Uh, I mean, I mean, how Aguero? I mean, Aguero's out for ten weeks. I mean, talk about kicking Barcelona when they're down, Um, not having not having a striker at all. Um, They've gone back to Martin Brathway, who actually did, I think, he did score twice last night. Um, But to have him up front um, instead of Messi is uh, is probably a little bit of a a thing, is though.
2: And at the same time, for Barcelona, the the problem is it was always going to happen, wasn't it? Like there was going to be a time where Messi wasn't playing, yeah. And and I know maybe that, um, you might want to get two two or three more seasons, but then you stay two or three more seasons, he's probably not going to be the same mess there. But then you still kind of are expecting to be in the team, and is he going to be doing the same things and be the same like relied upon? So maybe in some weird kind of way, especially for Koeman, because he was he was under pressure, wasn't he? Maybe now he can start actually focusing on, instead of let's just focus on Messi and everything, building the rest of the team up and getting the rest of the team sorted again and getting them in a better shape. But, I mean, it's well, going to be tough. But they've, they've still got, like you said, they've still got Aguero. They've still got, and Memphis Depay has turned into a decent player of the last few seasons. So, I mean, I know they've
0: still got Martin Brathwaite, but did, they should uh, still do something. They've talked about having having a it, in this press conference that they were talking about. There was something on on Sky about it a little bit later on after as well. They were talking about having um, a sponsor on their shirt for the first time. They've got sponsors lined up because um, I don't right. think they've.
1: Barcelona Barcelona already they're not already sponsored by like Qatar Airways or
0: something. No, they had Unicef, mm-hmm. didn't they? Yeah, but yeah. I, I thought they I thought they'd sort of replace them with someone think they've got uh is it rack rack racket racketten or something racket like that, I think, something, that yeah. I think that's like the back shirt sponsor and uh nah, right beckle with the sleeve shirt sponsor or something but they've never had like something like right across the right across the front or the path from UNICEF. So I don't I, I, I don't I don't know. And and then I think they've they've borrowed to the hill I think they've borrowed five hundred million euros or something from America to Sort the problem out, but I think one of the, one of the snippets I took from it was that they were going they were going through this press conference and they were talking about it and um, the bit on Sky was saying that they were paying a scout in South America seven million seven million euros a year to be a scout and it was like it's wow. just been completely just been completely mismanaged the money you think about Dembele and Coutinho costing two hundred seventy five million euros.
2: Well, Samuel um, in City got booed, didn't he, by the fans because he refused to take a pay cut. Yeah. Well, this is the trouble. All these big
1: clubs have all got this problem. That basically, they've kind of stockpiled all this talent, but paying them wages that they're now not able, they're never going to get anywhere else. And you know, you know, you turn to them and say, "Oh, you can leave on a free," and he goes, "Yeah, but who else is going to pay me? Who else is going to pay Phil Jones hundred grand a week?" You know, you can't get rid of these people once you've
0: committed to giving them a five year contract to uh, and, you know, a wage nobody else can afford. I mean, Diva Divacaric scoring that Champions League final goal—that's the best thing he ever did. he yeah. to be dining out of this contract for years. Which uh,
2: Which other transfers caught your eye, Simon? Well, it's been—I've been fascinated by the amount of sort of
1: big, you know, goal scorers and strikers that have moved around this transfer window. Messi, obviously, is the ultimate one. I think Lukaku to Chelsea is a great signing. You know, guaranteed goal scorer. I, I think he could be the one that really turns Chelsea into a title threat this year.
2: i tell you what, this window has just been the amount of just big names moving. Normally, yeah, yeah. it's like one top that moves, but the, the amount of actual, like what you would determine as like star players at certain clubs moving around Europe has been incredible, hasn't it? That's that's the one thing that's really struck me. It's, it's not just been... Normally, you have one big summer transfer rumour that or story that rumbles on all the way through the summer and then it finally gets over the line. Whereas this has just been bang, bang, bang. There's a new one to supersede the old one every single week, isn't there? But I, I agree, the Lukaku one. I mean, Chelsea looked good at the back end of last season, didn't they? And that was even with Timo Werner not scoring. So Yeah.
0: Jorginho well, to was, was their top scorer last year. I told you everything you need to know about Chelsea's season last year, even though they won the Champions League.
2: I, I just think
0: yeah the Kaku seems I mean it's a lot of money but then at the same time goal scorers don't come cheap do they? Well
2: that's they're the, about to
0: sell, they're about to sell Tommy Abraham aren't they so he's going he to, to roma of, isn't he? yeah kind of offset the
2: yeah um, I say the um oh obviously obviously Greenwich city that's massive i think do you think he's
1: worth £100 million? Well, you know, if you've got unlimited money like Manchester City have, then I, I supp- and you've identified him as the guy you want, and I suppose you have. I think Aston Villa have done very well to put that release clause in and to hold firm and wait until someone matched it. I Compared to other £100 million players, I'm not sure he's at their level. And I suppose, you know, City, I suppose, are hoping that... I, I mean, he's really interesting... Sometimes I think players can look really good at like mid to low table clubs, and then they go to a big club and suddenly you sort of really start noticing what they can't do. And yeah, you know, really he just didn't look like he was going to open everything up at the week. And he, you know his first game for City wasn't. It? I don't know what was, sort of over over criticizing, but you know, this is a guy. He's not regular in the England team. He's worth a hundred million
3: pounds.
0: Yeah, and he can't get in. He can't go in the England team.
2: I think that's always the issue, isn't it? when like you end up being like Graham Souness with Paul Pogba, well, I expect that from a hundred million pound player, don't yeah. you? So you you always focus on things that I'm, I didn't watch the game yesterday, so I'm not sure. And I I am a fan of Grealish, but I do know what you mean. Like there is, and there's also an element. All of a sudden, he's gone from being the the huge fish in the mediocre pond, yeah, to the huge fish in the even bigger ocean. Which, and how well will they do it? not being the one that's turned to all the time, like giving the ball all the time, being the one that's like, you know, the, the actual, he's got to be the magician all the time. Because if you're surrounded by De Bruyne and Foden and Well,
1: there was a an and... moment sort of late on yesterday when he, he kind of nipped past someone, got into the box and was, he was at an angle, but he was sort of one-on-one with the keeper. He had a shot and uh, I don't know if he went wild, the keeper saved it. And he immediately like apologised to, someone who in, in the middle who wasn't really available and like, but he was sort of entitled to have a shot. I did think if that was Villa, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be self-conscious. He wouldn't be thinking at any stage, Oh, yeah. do I need to cross this? Like if he was at Villa, he'd, th- he'd you know, he'd think it's on me. So I'm just going to shoot. And like, will that sort of, will those sort of moments of doubt in, in big, you know, will they start of start to creep in? Will he start to think, Oh, I need to be a team player here. I think part of his brilliance is the way he's so instinctive and just sort of goes with whatever he's thinking and runs at people and goes past his man or whatever, and that kind of fearless way. And it'd be interesting to see how that's affected now that he's sort of part of a collective and and is expected to fit into the into the Manchester City system.
2: I thought, I um, like. Actually, I think like uh, he's twenty five and he so he's got years left. So I don't think like. He, this, see, this next season doesn't have to define his whole City career because he, he will have, if he stays at City, he's got seven, eight seasons left in him at City. So he, but I, I just think, although this season doesn't have to, with the £100 million price tag, and I thought as well, I mean, someone mentioned it, that throwing uh, Kyle Walker and John Stones didn't play for City uh, because they weren't quite fit enough because of their England stuff, but then Grealish and Sterling did. Like, so that doesn't ring true in terms of because Sterling played every single game and never missed a minute, hardly. So it's not because you kept all the England lads out because of how far they got. So Greenwich has been thrown in straight away because he's the £100 million signing. And it, like you say, I don't know if that, if you don't get off to a quick start and get, you know, get a couple of assists early doors or bag of gold, then suddenly all of a sudden you can be the most confident person in the world, but. If you start getting all the stick and the, the hundred million pound gets to keeps to getting mentioned and mentioned and mentioned, then it becomes quite a quite a weight on your shoulders, doesn't it? To, to and, and unlike
1: unlike unlike last season, at every away game, he'll have fans remind him about this. <laughs> he like the moment he does anything wrong. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So it, I I think it's it he needs to get off to a good start. And he needs to do something. I mean, losing to Spurs in the first game that he played wasn't. It's not the ideal start, is it, really? But, I mean, fingers crossed, because, I, like I said, I, well, not fingers crossed. I like him as a player. I don't like him. I don't want him to be good for City, but, I mean, it's just, is where it is, isn't it, really?
1: What do you is make it- of, um, Cheesy, what do you make of the people Villa have signed to replace him?
0: Um, I, think, I think Villa have done some decent business. I mean, I'm, I mean, Going away to Watford and getting beat three two on the opening day is probably not how it um, how it started. But they've uh, they've signed some uh, they've signed some quite good talent. So Danny Ings, I mean, Danny Ings transfer just came out of nowhere. That was the um, best thing about that. It was really
2: like no fuss, no rumours, no gossip. Just Aston Villa signed Danny Ings. It was, I thought, it just a breath of fresh air to have a signing that just goes, oh, that's happened, and, and they've no one knew of, anything
0: about it. They they they'd almost got that golden window of. They kind of everybody kind of knew Grealish was was probably going to go, but it wasn't announced, so they didn't think. Oh, we've got 100, they've got hundred million pounds in the back pocket to spend. So um, Ings did not bother. I think Ings was going into the last year of his contract, so to get a to get a, a goal scorer um, for for thirty million pounds in the in the Premier League was was great business. And um, I think Leon, Leon Bailey as well. They come from Leverkusen. Who I think had done well in the Europa League last year, and it's been one of them plays. Every, every summer, since he's been probably about 19, he's been linked with a move to, to one Premier League club or another. Um, and It'll be interesting to see how, how he does when, when he comes in. Um, who was the other one that they signed?
1: The lad from Norwich. Um... Oh, Because yeah. they nicked him off yeah.
0: Arsenal, didn't they? Yeah. And they, they tried to nick Smith as well, didn't they? Which I thought was great. Um, but yeah, I, I think they've... I, it's always it's always very difficult. I always think back when I, I mean we'll go on to we'll go on to um, Harry Kane in a minute. But whenever a club gets that money, and you think back to um, Barcelona spending the Neymar money on Coutinho, and then you think back to the Bale money and what Spurs did, and that lineup of Spurs bought seven players with Bale's money, and I think three of them only three of them lasted longer than a season. And it's all Danny Ings has been has been great. He's a, he's, a, he's a really good signing, but he just might not work at Aston Villa. Leon Bailey, a player that's not played in the Premier League, does it? It doesn't always work. Players coming in, so. And then the one thing they've not probably done is, I mean, they've not really shown at the middle of the park. So, I don't know. Is amings and Cons are gonna gonna keep as many clean sheets as last year? Martinez doesn't look well. As interestingly,
1: year. they've signed Axel Twanzebe from United on a loan deal, which I'm kind of fascinated to see how that goes. I, I really wait, rate Twanzebe, and he, you remember, I mean, he was so good in that game against PSG last year, wasn't he? On um, we played three at the back, but always in you know, often picks up injuries at the wrong time. Never had a real consistent run of games at United, so I'll be I'm going to be really interested to see how he goes as a United fan if he gets a regular run in the Premier League.
2: And my worry is with that, that uh, there was another um, uh, a defender went to Fulham or went on loan, Fossey Mentos. Fossu-Mensah, and he'd had a decent few games yeah. before, like in the United States, and you thought, oh, goes either one or two ways, it so either becomes
1: a standout but, but defender for that team. It, I sort of feel like, yeah, well, you just sort of need to find out about these guys, don't you? And, you know, Fossu-Mensah had looked promising at United, but then, he, you know, he couldn't get into a full team, and you go, oh, well, actually, he's not good enough, is he? And, you know, and then his sort of is tailed away. And, like, well, yeah, well, and sometimes kind of, I, I think like...
2: it's because of the way these small, like, this is more the smaller clubs play the fact oh, that
1: the old the old Serge Gnabry can't get into the uh, Tony Peel's yeah, West Brom team.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Matt,
3: yeah,
1: but ultimately, you know, they've got to find a way, haven't they? That's that's the pressure of it.
0: You get yeah, because you get for every for every Mason Mount, you'll get a Ruben Loftus Cheek. Who, all right, still still playing at a Premier League level, but I mean, he's not Mount's almost the Chelsea starter now, whereas Loftus Cheek's been yeah the Premier League for the last four years and like Javier that's gone to Blackburn done really well and he's pretty much I'd say in the 15 in, probably in Klopp's 15 players we were going to pick players um, and he's done really well but then you've got Harry Wilson who's been to Cardiff and now he's now he's at Fulham and he's playing in the Championship and I mean well the Dominic Solanke the list is the list is endless so um, I mean, it would be
1: interesting to see how Billy Gilmore's got on loan to Norwich hasn't he he has yeah I mean, that'll be sort of a fascinating... I do feel like Norwich, they're just going to play nice football all year and then get relegated, aren't they? It's going to be exactly the same as two years ago.
2: Well,
3: I watched...
2: And then they'll get promoted out- next season, won't they? I kind of kept half an hour. Like, when I was watching, was I watching the highlights, yeah, I was watching the highlights. And I was keeping half an hour of Billy Gilmore, just sort of thinking, like, obviously, it was a lot like the England-Scotland game. He was lauded, wasn't he? He was like, oh, absolute genius, ran the show, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know, like I say, when I saw it, I thought I'll oh, keep an eye on him. I mean, obviously Liverpool are a good team, but he didn't exactly. I don't think he played the best or was, was stand out in terms of. Is I that eight? No, Eighteen, like I think. Yeah, this
1: big pressure. Like Norwich fans are going to be thinking, yeah, we want you to keep us up, mate. Like that's what you know. The, you know no, that's yeah. what there for. that's what they're thinking.
2: But I, I think this is this all goes back to the the Euros because the way Tunis was going on,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. You think, you think he was like McLeayley or something the way he was playing? But well, we uh, we I, watched I... we watched that game. He, he, I mean, it, I think I think the thing with that game was England just just completely stopped, didn't it? they? Just thought that like that was the stutter of the tournament. It didn't end up losing the game, thank God. Got out, got a point out of it, but it just turned into a bit of a local derby and. England didn't play really well. I think the occasion got some of the players, and um very similar to. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about Brentford as well, but how Brentford played on. They they just they played really well. They dug in. They, they 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 worked well as a team. And Gilmore shone out the shone probably more than anybody else in 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 that game. And um but yeah, he's got to he's got to back it up week and week in the Premier League. I think he had done quite well for Chelsea when he come in. I think there was a. There was a game Chelsea played Liverpool in the FA Cup and, uh, of course, knocked us out because we don't do well in those cup competitions. Um, and, he pl- and I think he was man of the match in that game. I think that was only the third game he'd ever started for um, for Chelsea, even like League Cup games as well. So there's definitely a little bit of a, about him. But he, like you say, when you're playing week in, week out against some of the, the better teams, it'll be interesting to see how he, um, how he gets on. And then, and, what, that- what I also think with the whole... Obviously,
2: he's got Kante and Jorginho in that Chelsea side. So getting chances chance in that team is going to be incredibly difficult the way the season Kante's had and the season Jorginho's had. But if he's that good, why was it only Norwich who came in? Why did not a more established Premier League team come in for him? And, and you know, someone who's wanting to push a bit higher up. Because obviously Norwich, they're, they're just aiming for survival, aren't they? I, I it just... To me, he feels like this is probably going to be the killing of his career, and he's going to end up in the championship.
1: Oh, or maybe he'll thrive. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, but I don't see it. I got. I, I think don't know. Was, I, 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 feel think, like, I, I feel like if it if it went really badly for him, I think people would go. I think Chelsea would take the view he is only nineteen. Maybe we maybe we've thrown him in at the deep end a bit there.
2: My 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 comparison would be I don't know they don't play in the same position. But it's at the same team. Todd Cantwell was kind of the bright spark for Norwich when they were in the Premier League, and he was spoke about as, as quite a good player. He's still at Norwich, and there's never really any yeah. like, let's get him anywhere else. Let's let's yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I, I think I,
2: that's I, kind of what that's just. You, I think I think now you just he's almost has just gone that I've set my level now. I I I,
0: I, I just don't see him. I don't. I think. I, I think with Norwich, I think you've got to think as well, if you've got, if, if you are a Chelsea, you probably, I don't know, can you would you say he's probably, if he was going to go into the championship, where would he go? Um, it's almost a style of play as well. It's probably it's, it's a style of play the championship is a little bit better. All right, he might learn how to play. He might learn probably the rigours of football a bit more in the championship than we would do in the Premier League. But if he is going to stay in the Premier League, realistically, who would he go and play for? Um
2: yeah, but that's mm. what I'm saying. If he was that good, people would be having him. And yeah, but the you Mason can't... Mount thing. Mason Mount, Mason Mount into the championship, played for Derby with Frank Lampard, then got incredibly lucky that came back to Chelsea and Frank Lampard got that job and was able to start him every single week. So actually, got to he got a good run of games. Whereas Matt's not going to. He's, he's going to go on loan to Norwich and then he's going to come back to if you don't if he if he isn't the player of the season for Norwich,
0: he's not going to get into the Chelsea team. They're not oh, going to. They're you, not going to have it. You, i tell you what, it's a good job he didn't talk to you as the last person at Chelsea before he went to Norwich. If you don't come <laughs> back player of the season at Norwich, you won't have a Chelsea career. Yeah, but I think that's the pressure you put yourself that, that's He's got I to think be thinking he, that as well. well I, think but yeah, wants, but, I think he wants to have a good season, but the, Norwich's problem is the fact that they haven't signed a bloody goal scorer. They're in the, they've got the same goal scorer they were in last time, and if he, if he scores more than 10 goals, then there isn't anybody else to score a bloody goal. I think Norwich I just, do quite well with keeping. Like, Norwich Norwich normally sell off one player. I mean, who was it? Was it Max Irons that went the season before or something? Uh, was, oh, was it Ben Godfrey? It ben Godfrey? The, oh, left, did the left back? back not nearly go? The, the left back nearly went to Liverpool at one stage, didn't he? That, um, was he called Lewis? What's he called, left back? Yeah, I can't remember. Was it Godfrey went to Everton, didn't he? Godfrey went to Everton. He yeah, he's Everton now. Yeah, yeah. They sell. They seem to sell off one of their assets every every year, and then, um, and that's. I think Campwell's just. I, I mean, if they go down again, I would imagine they'd probably said, "Look, you will keep keep her this season." Then, if we go down, then it might be Campwell that ends up going. There's not. Yeah, but someone's comment. got to be
2: in for him. That's what I'm saying. You can't sell someone.
0: You can't sell him to know. I one. think somebody. I think somebody buy him. I think somebody. I think somebody buy him if he became available. Not that I'm saying it would necessarily be the right move for him, but. I was, more surpri- I was more surprised. I was more surprised he didn't go over Buendia, but we'll wait and see how that how that plays out over the uh, over the course of the sum over the course of the season. Sorry. I mean, to be honest, I didn't think we spent
2: spend ten minutes talking about Norwich tonight. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: I'm not prepared <laughs> for the Tom Hankwell chat. All right, then. Well, we'll talk about something that you didn't want to talk about. Might not be for ten minutes, but um, United have, uh, have have finally managed to sign Jaden Sancho. How do you both feel about that? Delighted, I I
1: was I'd worked in early on there on Saturday, and then I was still in work. I was really tired, and then I saw Varan walk out onto the pitch. He just gave me such a boost. I, I thought a million dollars, um, absolute Rolls Royce for a defender. I'm so excited for the fact that United have signed him. Uh, there's been like some negativity about it. I just don't get it at all. Like guys, the guy's pure class, isn't he? He's gonna he's
2: gonna be good enough. Well, um, one of the stats that uh, stuck out for me, which obviously we know United's semi-finals and finals troubles, every final that he's ever got to, he's won. Which is incredible, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, he's one of the best defenders of his generation. The fact that he sort of became available, United been able to pound. And I I feel like all all the great United teams in my lifetime have been built on good centre-half partnerships, you know, Bruce Palliser, a bit before my time, but like Ronnie Johnson and uh Vidic and Ferdinand. And I sort of, I just feel Jones like. Jones and Smalling. Exactly. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I mean, we wonder why we stopped winning Premier League. <laughs> and you feel like Maguire and could be a really strong partnership.
2: I, I totally agree. I, th- I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I, I, when you say about a lot of negativity, I think a lot of the negativity has come from people comparing the transfer to the Ben White deal. Yeah. Uh, which, again, I'm a, I know Arsenal pay £50 million and Ben White almost scrapes into the England team, but no one really expected Ben White to get to the England team. He had a good season with Brighton, £50 million. Pound. There's a lot to talk about the age difference and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, like you say, what has Ben White won and what's Rafa Varane won?
3: Sure like, you know, it's,
2: it's chalk and cheese, isn't it, in terms of what they've done. What I think is great about it, and it, it I, I think it fits, again, perfectly with like this United transfer policy that we've had going now for a few seasons. We've been buying these young players that want to, want to come and develop and get better, and we've been improving. Sancho fits that mould. But then, at some point, you need to get a couple of experienced lads in that just know how to win, which is exactly what Cavani is and exactly what Varane is, that can just take you to that They've just got that coolness, that calmness when it when it gets in those big moments that can actually step up and and take you there. So I, I yeah, I am excited, and I think I took my uh, one of my mates texted me after the United game on finger uh, you know, saying, "Got a great feeling about this United side this season. We look we look so much better." And I said, "Look, we're seventy minutes in." And I know we might be 5-1 up, but none of the new signings are actually playing. So you've not, like, as much as you want to get into the hype, Varane hasn't played yet. So as much as you want to believe it's going to be great and you think it is going to be great, you don't know. Sancho, again, you want to believe it's going to be great. You you don't know yet and you don't know how this is going to be. So let's, I mean, it's a great step, but I, I don't want to be as like, we're going to win everything. As as I have been in previous seasons, I think I think we're there are or thereabouts. I think one of my one of my points for not being as we're going to win everything is the fact that this just everyone looks great this season. Like City have strengthened with Jack Grealish, uh, Chelsea look good, Bayern Lukaku, Liverpool are always going to be there or thereabouts with how they play. Uh, so there's three that you've got to beat. Normally it's, it's a two horse race, isn't it? But this season just
0: so many top teams to beat, but it's it's gonna to be tough. Stacked, isn't it? I think the I think the one thing I'd say, just going back to the, the Ben White comparison, is that I bet United are paying Varane twice as much money as what Ben White's on. Yeah, but you should
2: you should do though, shouldn't you?
0: Well that, he, just infl- he, that just inflates, that just inflates the price of the, the I mean if you're pay, if, if he's on two hundred and fifty grand a week. And Ben White is not on 250 grand a week. Then after a season, that transfer, that all of a sudden, that money becomes United have ended up paying more for Ran. And I'm not saying they shouldn't do, but I think Arsenal have lumped all of their cash on a, an English player with potential who, um not yet, well, has played what a couple of games for England. They've played, they've paid the premium for the fact that they bought a Premier League player, an English Premier League player, Um and, and in reality, they've paid what 23 million, 23 million pound less. Than Jaden Sancho. I'm pretty sure that Arsenal fans would have probably wanted Jaden Sancho over Ben White. Um but it's a great transfer from United. You needed a centre half, and you went out and probably bought well, you've probably bought the best centre half that you could probably have bought. Thing is, not yeah. only that,
2: and I but I also think forty two million is a bit of a steal for some for a centre half in his prime that's won everything he's won. It's that's a bit of a cut price deal, isn't it? I know he's. I know he's. He's not got the most years left in his career, but I, I think yeah. it's a great bit of business. I think it's I really,
1: mean, really. Brand like don't come on the market very often. You've got to just snap them up, haven't you? When you can. I mean, incidentally, I actually, I actually, always, I really rate Ben White. I think he's quite a good signing for Arsenal, and you know, I think he, could, I think he could be someone who comes good for them in uh in time, and I, and I think somebody really improves their defence, but. um yeah, Varane, absolute, absolute yeah, gold.
2: Really improving Arsenal's defense. Yeah, well, exactly. It's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hard, is it? I, I. What do you think? What What do you think for United's prospects this season, Simon? Where do you think we'll
3: finish? Oh, well, you know, you
1: know, we're speaking a few days after we've beaten Leeds five one. I'm very much on the hype train. I'm just loving life at the moment. I think everything's unstoppable. And look, I think City, City were really good last season. Uh, Liverpool, Liverpool will be better. I think Lukaku mentioned earlier really has the chance. So all the reasons you are, you sort of mentioned why it's, it's going to be tough this year, I think, are really relevant. But I think this is sort of the best United have looked sort of since since Solsha uh, since uh, Fergie left. And yeah, I, I would I'd like us I would have liked us to sign us like a top class central midfielder, like an improvement on Matt Tomney or Fred. Um, who who? Well, I don't know. We I mean. I, if I could have anyone, I'd, I'd probably take Declan Rice, to be honest with you. I'm surprised more clubs haven't been linked with a move with Declan Rice, actually. So it sort of just seems to be, except he he's going to stay at West Ham, hasn't it? Um, we, we've been repeatedly linked with this French Camavinga, I think he's called. I've never actually seen him play. Yeah.
2: But
1: my understanding is that ultimately he'll end up going to PSG, and I think United are slightly getting, we're getting a bit too, I, I'm, I'm very doubtful about these United rumours for him. But, you know, in a way, I kind of I sort of trust whoever Oli Ollie identifies. I like think United and uh, when Solskjaer's taken over, our, our moves in the transfer market have been a lot better. So I'd be happily, yeah. happily guided by that.
0: When's United's first big game? Do you know? Well, we played Leeds two days ago. <laughs> what the team you beat? The team you beat six two last season.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a derby in front of the fans. You would have thought it would have been.
0: All right, okay. When are you when are you playing Chelsea, Liverpool, or City? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, I will find out for you if you give me uh, if, you, if you give me two minutes, I will. Tell all you. right, I'll, I'll give you two, I'll give you two minutes. then. I think you play us in Sept. I think you play us in September. My uh, I
1: tell you what, I also think my other prediction for the is
0: wildly disturbing.
1: I th- I think Paul Pogba won't sign a contract. Also, won't make a move and will leave on a free next year, probably to PSG. Probably get a 20 million pound signing on fee. Probably, you no, know, the absolutely have our pants down as as his agent uh, will do. But I think he's he's someone who will be very motivated by making sure all the top clubs want him next season on a free. And I think he'll play really well for us this year. think like he's, you know, and and at the end of the year, we'll be like, oh, I can't believe we're losing him. Or we'll end up just wasting, We'll end up giving him five hundred grand a week or something stupid, and uh, and he'll absolutely rip us off. But I think while he's here, I think he's going to play really well. And, you know, he get like four assists at the weekend. Fernandes, who was, you know, was dropped by Portugal during the Euros, I like, really needed a bit of a rest. And I think I just feel so excited.
0: I think the one thing that Varane brings as well is that when Pogba's off on international duty, he's got somebody in his ear. Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know about Pogba. I mean, Pogba, again, it's still the same old issue. For a month, I'm thinking, what a player. We, we can't not have him. And then I'm sure we'll, we'll be a month in the season. He'll be, well, doing, absolutely, he'll be doing absolutely pants. And then we'll be like, oh, just get rid. Clearly don't want to be where, here.
3: And then did... he'll go on a run again where, where you think,
2: oh, we keep... what a talent. We can't let him go.
0: He's when... such a strange one. As soon as the transfer window shuts, garbage. Then in December, best player on the planet, just before January. Then February rolls round. Garbage.
2: Thing is, you, them four assists, everything like it. I mean, apart from the one where Fernandez maybe checked back inside and the one that was just over the line, every single pass was um, but like it was like it was absolute top quality, wasn't it? Are you, you thinking who else has got that in the locker at United apart from Fernandez? Well, oh, no, I don't know
1: you not be, do you not think uh, he's just played the ball over the top when you get play against Leeds, isn't it Like,
2: it's such, yeah, I know, but the, the <laughs> one it's the one for Mason Greenwood, the weight on the pass, yeah, there, oh, yeah, yeah. To just run onto it. And, and I do know, me, yeah, and obviously, Fernandez's his first one, I know his first time chipped over the top, but Fernandez doesn't have the same touch that he has, then that, that's not a chance, and then that's gone. So, there is an element of some of the teammates made it, but you still got to have the balls to chip it over the top first time and see that part, see the cat, see the run, and do it, but yeah, no, it should be good. I tell you what, I was disappointed about on Saturday. No, I am very excited about Sancho. I just thought Sancho got brought on really late on a team that was just like meh. it was just, it wasn't really like like McTominay got brought off for Matic. And I thought McTominay was really good on Saturday with the with his uh forward runs. Like run, running, making the extra man and causing leads a problem. Whereas soon as Matic comes on, you're not gonna get that from him. And I just thought he came on at a time, which was a bit United weren't really doing anything. They kind of settled for the five and this that. And then I just thought maybe could have brought him on twenty minutes earlier when we were really in our pomp with taking like because I thought Dan James did all right, but then ultimately same same as always with Dan James. His end product is absolutely terrible. You don't you don't feel he's going to score or provide an assist at any moment. So I I thought maybe maybe you could have come on for Dan James a bit a bit sooner, and then. He could have got in the flow with the rest of the attack that's going on. But, I mean, we'll wait and see what goes on with that. But, yeah, good times to United, top of the league. Let's hope it stays.
0: How are you feeling, Cheesy, about Liverpool? Um, I think very similar to what um, Simon said before. Suddenly, when you see a a colossal centre-half walk onto the pitch and you know that you're probably not playing with your Carling Cup centre-half, then it feels a little bit better. So, um I think it was a look. It was a, a, a good, steady win, and I don't think that we were were amazed. I think Norwich had fourteen. I think Norwich had fourteen shots, but um like I, I you said, tell you, what after, expe- expected goals is very close. Um Yeah, I think it was. I think I, I think you put time in about Alison's save. I, I was working, so I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch it. I've seen the highlights. It was, it was an incredible save, but I think the fact that we started with a midfield 3 that probably won't be our midfield 3 um come chelsea in a, in a couple of weeks time and um Salah scored and Firmino scored and Jota scored and by all accounts mané should have scored in the last minute so all, all most of them have got off the mark um, van dijk came in played really well played alongside matip um trent played really well so yeah back to hopefully back to um not last season season before and um, does, that, does that not worry you though that your doesn't, team is basically the same as the title winning one of two seasons ago. What, the the team that went 29 games and won 29 games? That same, yeah, but that that's same that, team. That, Yeah, but that's two seasons ago, isn't it? I mean, the invincibles of Arsenal changed like that. It don't, and, they, like it and, and they weren't invincibles again. Not the season after. No, well, exactly, yeah, they changed the team and then they weren't invincibles. I'm not saying that we don't need to improve and we yeah, don't need the, to improve, but... We, we played most of last season without so, so Matip and Van Dyke played 11 minutes together last season, and then on they've played one, they've, and after that, we've played one game. So, I I, I don't know, there's a lot of clamour for Liverpool to spend loads of money, and it's not helped with the fact that everybody else has spent loads of money. Um, and I'm not saying that the, 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 they probably don't need some more depth up front, everybody seems to want another midfielder, um, but I don't necessarily think that we've got. I don't necessarily think we've got a bad. T- I think we've got a bad squad. So, so do, you, do you do you think then you think win the title, challenge for the title? Well, I don't see any reason why we can't challenge for the title. I, I mean, we've got. So would would anybody come in and anybody that we, we were to sign now would they come in and play in the back four or um, or the goalkeeper? No, probably not. Would they come in and play? I'd take Mane and Salah out of the team probably not Firmino yeah probably we've already signed Jota would anybody come and take Fabinho out of the team probably not Henderson will probably play because of how he is for the team and then we've got Thiago or Kaito or Oxide chamberlain so unless we've given up on Thiago after a season of injuries and um, adjusting to the t- to team and not playing behind Van Dijk and Matip and the rest of the back five then I don't know how much more money Liverpool are going to throw at it. I mean, the thing Who, is we talked
1: about, we talked about Billy Gilmore, but being under pressure at Norwich to keep them up. Thiago, he crippled under the pressure of having to try and match Donny Van Der Beek last season. didn't he?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Donny oh, Van Der Beek crippled under the pressure of trying to match <laughs> Donny Van
0: Der Beek. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's it. I don't. I, I don't. And I, I, I'm not saying this in a in a in a in a negative way of like, oh, we. we there's nobody that could come in and prove our team. There probably is gonna be, but I I don't know who, who would who who would come in at a reasonable price because we're not gonna go and spend sixty, seventy, eight million pounds on a player because Clock like said we don't have the money. We've just signed Trent to a new deal, Van Dyke signed to a new deal, Allison signed to a new deal, Henderson's about to sign to a new deal, um, they're trying to sign Salah to a new deal who become Liverpool's most um, well paid player in history. And then there's Mane to a new deal and Robertson. So, we're going to keep the same team together. They've not really got any worse. All right, Some of them have dipped out of form. But most of them well, still... I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're
2: bad. am not saying they're a bad team. I'm not saying Liverpool are a bad t- I'm not In no way. I'm just saying, what you hear all the time is that uh, once you've won, you've got to keep improving. You've got to keep doing stuff. You've got to keep bettering the squad.
0: And out, out of the big... The top four. Liverpool are the only ones that haven't really done that. have But well, since we won the league, Vine Nistelrooy's left. We've signed Jota, Tiago, and and Canato centre half So that's the same. That's the set. The same team that won that. All right. There's a few of them that are a couple of years older. I'm granted fair enough. But Vine Nistelrooy's left. Lovren left. Um, and we still got the same team that won that won the league. But we've added Tiago. We've added Jota. So we've added a forward player, a midfield player, and a, and an now centre half So if we have a lot of injuries again. We have a load of injuries again, and that's just that's just how it looks. That's just how that's just how it was meant to be. But the spine of that team is a really good team. We'll get some more goals hopefully out of Van Dyke from set pieces. We'll be slightly better at set pieces hopefully this year. Um, the midfield hopefully will be able to flourish a little bit more because it'll have midfielders playing in it. Um, and we'll we'll wait and see. I'm, i look. I I, I I'm a concern isn't the right word, but Chelsea are a much better team now with Lukaku. I mean Lukaku brings however many however many goals. Um, City are a better team with Grealish in it. How it works, I'm sure Pep will figure it out. Remember after seven games last year, City were four and we've completely written them off. And yet they went on that massive run and walked the league in the end. United are a much better team. Gone out and signed Sancho, gone out and signed the centre half. Are you not but does it not make you jealous that me and Simon talk with such excitement about the signs we've made and- um. Well, yeah. I'm, well, yeah. Yeah. You, you. I'm not going to lie. I'm still a fan. You still want When you get linked to a player, you still want to You still want to sign them. But I don't want to sign somebody just for the sake of just for the sake of signing them. I'm hoping that Sha- Shakiri looks like he's going to leave. I mean, I'd, I'd never thank Burnley ever for buying Leon's left back, but that looks like it's the money that's going to pay for Leon to buy Shakiri. And at the minute, we haven't got. There's no room in our uh, non-homegrown players to be able to for us to register them. So. Unless Shakiri or Origi leave, we can't sign anybody anyway, because they wouldn't they wouldn't go in the squad. And there's no way that with FSG and the model that they'd let Shakiri or Origi, on the money that they're on, just be sat not in the 25 month Premier League squad. So somebody's got to go. So whether that's just a case of they're waiting for somebody to leave and then they'll sign somebody, but I don't know who they're going to sign. They're going to. I don't think they're going to sign another forward because we've got we've, we've got Jota to come in. I know there's a big clamour about that we might lose people. Mane and Salah and Kaita will go in January when it's African Cup of Nations. Um, but we might bring somebody in in January for that. Harvey Elliott's come back. It'd be interesting to see how he does this year. Um, so we'll wait and see. I think they probably do need another midfielder because the reason why you can't really rely on Keita and Oxlade Chamberlain to get through a season. So I don't know. They might They might come out and be, might, Oxlade Chamberlain might get to the levels he was before he had injury. Titan might put a run of games together between the two of them. They'll be absolutely fine. But it goes back to injuries again.
2: I'll tell you uh, one more thing I to ask as, as you as a Liverpool fan. How do you
0: feel about Rafa at Everton? I, uh, it doesn't really make any difference to me. I think uh, look, I, 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 it doesn't really make any, make any difference. I mean, what, he had been to Chelsea, been to Newcastle. He's not like he's gone from Liverpool straight to It's not like we've just won the Champions League with him and he's gone to Everton. I mean, it's always that thing. You want Everton as long as as long as he does well, I want him to do well for him. But I, I don't want him turning up at Anfield and with Everton and turning us over in the Merseyside derby, or we go to Goodison and the like and they turn us over at Goodison. I want him to do well, but just not in those games. I want him to go to Old Trafford and pick up points. I want him to go to Stamford Bridge and pick up points. Well, wow. so, I mean, you've mentioned Old Trafford. So October is the tough
2: month for United when you ask about fixtures. So the United have Everton, then Leicester, then Liverpool, then Tottenham in October. Yeah, I play City then. in
0: October as well. Or oh, you play City in no. December?
2: Uh, uh City are in November. So City are after that, so City's next after that. And then it's Belfort, so it pretty- then Chelsea. And then I would say Arsenal, but they're a shambles, aren't they? So <laughs> they'll
1: be under the new manager by that time. I'll be in the blue by watching
0: that, don't you worry for a nil-nil drop. <laughs> 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 um, but I mean I'm, I said, well it's a, it's a tough run of games but then that's by, by the time that rolls around to what November if, if you've what what played 8 won 7 drawn 1 by the time you get to that run of games then you're going to be in you're going to be in it's all about momentum so we'll see I think we've got we play Burnley on Saturday which I think even the year we won the league Burnley took points off us at home so um, I'm not looking forward to that I hate playing in the early kickoff. and then we play Chelsea play Chelsea on on. Frankly, holiday weekend oh that'll be good so it'll be interesting to see I think Lukaku will have played this weekend um, and i we'll have already had a game and everybody will I think pretty much be back then by um, summer tournament standards and, and what so it should be a it should be a good game so I think we're at home as well or are we away captain but anyway captain but I think we might be away actually uh, so yeah tough trip to to, to Stamford Bridge in in the third game, but yeah, no, I'm I'm optimistic. I think look, I don't think it's anything like it was. United, like I said before, United are a better team. Spurs look like they're going to be much more difficult to play against this year than they were last year. Arsenal and Arsenal and one minute they could be amazing, and the next minute they can be absolutely garbage. So we'll see what happens to them. But I think yeah, Leicester have in, Leicester have improved as well. Um, Villa, it might take a bit of time, but you know, I think yeah, it's it's definitely going to be. There's much more harder games this year, I think. Uh, well, this year um, than there probably has in ever in any. What,
1: what's what's going on with Klopp's glasses?
0: Oh, I, I don't know. He, I think he just got contact lenses. I've absolutely no idea. It's probably just been sick of losing him or breaking breaking. I have no idea. Oh, so it's not laser eye surgery. Well, yeah, he might have done. I don't know. I've not got, I've not got a running diary when he's on holiday. You never see him <laughs> anywhere. You but know, sure what I love this weekend that them.
2: Liverpool are playing. You make no... No mention of how well they were playing. Your first question, Simon,
0: was what's going on with Klopp's glasses? <laughs> <laughs> the important bits of football.
1: First, it's the first thing that struck me about him.
0: i, I, I tell you what, the one thing I will say about him, when, it, when he walked up in, in press conference on, on, I think it was either Thursday or Friday, I thought he looked a different man to last year. He looked <laughs> completely different person. I was like, he looks well, he's got a bit of a tan, he's lost his glasses. I was like... It looks like a man that is uh, absolutely, completely reinvigorating for this new season. Like more fun yeah. when you see Van Dijk at training, isn't it? Instead of <laughs> <laughs> the amount of uh, the amount of pictures that captions that people have ca- uh, have, have like just the the uh, media team of captions of people just looking at him and stuff and just, just like you just said, he just he just brings you <laughs> just, he just lifts you. Like Liverpool, like Liverpool's midfielders aren't looking back at Rhys Williams and and Nat Phillips anymore; they're looking back at. Matip and, and Van Dyke and I think Salah's goal at the weekend was kind of drawn out for the fact that Van Dyke was going up for a header and every single Norwich player just seemed to converge on the six-yard area and Salah was just stood on the edge of the area and scooped it up and scored. So, um, look, it's, it's one game and after after last year when it was the month to January to March were an absolute disaster, we'll take one game at a time and we'll see where we're at come, I don't know, come May. Hopefully that's that's the top but if, it, if it's not then as long as we've done the best that we can do and there's not much else we can really do. Every, everybody's, everybody's improved, I think, this year. I don't think there's one, I don't think there's one team that's probably that's, that's probably got worse. And if you think Brentford are not going to be easy to play with, who would have thought that Watford could have actually signed a goal scorer and the manager might not get sacked first? It's going to be an amazing season, I think. Just, uh, we, we have mentioned it, but we've
2: never actually spoke about it. If you mentioned Tottenham it would be more difficult to beat. Obviously, Harry Kane didn't play. And it's made very clear that he wanted to get a move away. Do you reckon
0: Tottenham are just best-selling him and getting the cash in? Does that have, I mean, does that, with these transfers, and we've talked about this before, does that ever really work when somebody knows that you've got £150 million in your back pocket? Yeah, but then who made the point... Someone made the point that Spurs are winning nothing with it.
2: So why don't they just try doing something without him? Mm. Not think. I don't know. I mean, I don't know because maybe United are in for him or would be in for him. But it, I United, I to United. me, he's 28 now. He's 28. You can get prime money. 29, you're not going to
0: get as much money. He I do admit He has another bad injury on his ankles, so he won't be worth 150 million next year and all that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then,
2: so that why not take the money now as opposed to you have a player that you paid so much money for. He's had an injury for the season that you've not really, you've not really played him. As opposed, to you could have 150 million sat in your bank, back pocket. No, but is it, they, City
1: haven't offered 150 million, though, have they?
2: Apparently, preparing yeah. a bid for. Well, yeah, then, and I think
1: that you know, I think once they've set a price, if, if City match it, then I City have been their own worst to... enemies in
2: a way by buying Griezmann for 100 million.
0: Well,
1: yeah, exactly, and you know.
0: Well, they said, didn't they? Did they, did you the. The Villa, the Christine Purzel, the Villa chairman, who were the buddy chief executive, came out and said that other clubs were interested in Grealish, but nobody would pay 100 million for him. That was the money that was in his contract. That you know what? I feel, they were I, re- really I feel
2: they were really classy about the whole
0: uh, Grealish thing, releasing that video and explaining exactly why
2: they, they sold him. As a, I thought that was a really, really yeah,
1: yeah. I thought you were going to end that with a
2: butt, and you had some sort of <laughs> no, no, gen, no, genuine. No, no, I just yeah. thought it was a really good thing for for someone high up to go. This is exactly why we sold him. with that with I thought it was a really, really good thing to do. But otherwise, most of the time when you sell your star player, I mean, regardless of the fee, your fans question it, don't they? they well, why have we sold him? Why have we sold him? But someone comes out and explains exactly in a clear, concise way, then it. it it takes, it takes any kind of animosity towards the club or towards the owners. Of, I think it was really, really, really clever, sensible well, to do.
1: The other thing Villa did was they bought the replacements beforehand, so they were kind of in quite a good place by yeah, the time. Yeah, they, they weren't scrabbling away. around yeah, afterwards, which, yeah. Which is what Spurs won't do. You know, Daniel Levy sold quite a lot of big-name players while he's, been Tottenham, uh, while he's been in charge of Tottenham. And on no occasion has he sort of planned for it beforehand. You, you know, they'll end up Waiting until the last possible moment, get the highest possible fee, then not having enough time to get any replacements in.
0: I, I tell you what, just just while you're on the subject of Spurs, actually, and we were talking about, we were talking about centre halves before, um, and it, this only came into this wasn't the Ben White comparison. They signed that guy from Atalanta, and they paid nearly fifty million pound for him. The centre half was it forty five million pound they have paid for him? But are they, are they not? Is he not on loan with an option to buy him? That's that's the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper, he's he's. Oh. Up with, on with an option to buy, so they bought. The, I think they bought the Atalanta goalkeeper and the Atalanta centre half. I'm sure he's got an option of like 20 million, 25 yeah. million goalkeeper and then they bought. So I don't, I don't know. It might just be me. I don't know. They've already spent this money. I'm assuming that Spurs are going to have some sort of money to spend. They're not going to not spend anything. But with that big stadium to pay for, I wouldn't imagine that their transfer budget is going to be. Um, that too much exaggerated, and the, what they just showed out sixty million for a, another cent. It was it was only because he didn't play on Sunday. That's the only reason why. But it's only just come back to me actually that they've actually bought somebody already. So yeah, it'd be I, interesting. I, I don't know, but then, I don't know. But like now, you almost feel like they've missed the boat because it looks like that Inter would have. I mean, whether Lukaku would have gone to Spurs is a different kettle of fish. But if you get one hundred and thirty million for Kane, and then you go out and think, well, who else can we buy to replace him? Well fans will probably love us if we
2: yeah, can then, get Lukaku. Lek- Lukaku would have been, they would have waited out for the same price.
3: Uh, I mean, is, that, is that
2: important at the same the same thing? Isn't it? Possibly. It's just, it's just fired them to a uh, Serie A title. So, to them, he's...
0: Yeah, but Inter, need to, Inter have got to start players. Inter no, to start. I agree.
2: But, then, but every, every player is determined by the, the last player that's sold, isn't it? Because right, that's why I say City are the worst enemies and spend 100 million on Jack Greenish. Now, all of a sudden, they have got to spend... Twice as much on Harry Kane.
3: Tell you what
1: really annoys me about City, and I've probably said this on this before, but, like, the way they just get so touchy about the fact they've got loads of money. Like, just accept you've got loads of money and other teams won't like you for (laughs) it. But, like, the way they make out is if, like, they're poor and they're not just buying the best players because they've got the more more money than anyone else and that, like, uh, they can only do this because they've sold a few other players you you ran by a middle eastern state that's got loads of got more oil than it's got human rights and that's why you've got loads of money and that's why you can buy jack really for 100 million pounds and other cl- other teams are going to hate you for it that's how it is well exactly when you
2: think like uh, when
1: Niguero was
3: leaving
2: that uh, pep was going on about we can't afford this kind of money for uh, a new striker so we won't be in the market for a new striker and then as, as soon as the hundred million pound for Jack cruises crossrow Oh, well, we've only spent so much money because we got we recouped 60 million pounds on selling people. No, that's absolute <laughs> bollocks, isn't it? You've just spent 100 million pounds that, uh, regardless of how many players other people sell, they can't just go out and spend 100 million on one player and then talk about spending another 150 on top of that for someone else. Yeah, I agree. It, it just accept you rich and award yeah. it and ward it in a way. Exactly. Yeah, 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 we it. can do yeah. it in a way that that's United it. go, yeah, we're rich.
0: No. <laughs> I think the, I think one I think the, the big problem that City have probably got now is who on earth is going to buy Bernardo Silva. I, I, him. Him. I definitely, yeah. have him, I think my a good player. Yeah. I don't I don't think City are that desperate to sell him. I think they'd rather keep all of him and sell him to United. No, no, but he's a he's a very very good player though, isn't he? Yeah, I'm not I saying think... he's not. And you know what he might be exactly what he might be exactly what United need, but. No oh, way I don't think it's exactly what United need. I just think he, he's just a good player, just stack a yeah, but... team with good players.
1: Trouble is, I'm not sure there's many of big teams that want him though. I'd be intrigued. What it sort of depends what his ambition is in a
0: way. You know, is he happy to go to a mid-table side? Well, this I bet. I bet he's on at least two hundred grand a week. Yeah. And well, I mean, pay... yeah,
1: it's like like we said earlier. The, you know, this is the issue with, when you sort of stockpile really good players and pay them pay them top white you, it is hard to then get rid of them because you know who's gonna come in and pay his wages yeah well it's Na- talk I think they are
2: talking yeah they talk of Arsenal selling Bamiang I is not there? Uh, Barcelona
0: wanted him yeah because <laughs> they're in a position to pay. some <laughs> sort some sort of swap. Who actually who were they, they trying to swap with now? Oh, Aguero no. no it wasn't Aguero I can't remember who it was. They were trying. To, they were trying to offload somebody. Um, it, was just, it was It was what. was a swap deal. I can't remember who it was now. If I, if I find it when we come off the call, I'll send it to you. I can't remember who it was. It was either right. it. Let's make some predictions. Who's going to win the league? Got to say Liverpool.
2: I've got to say United. I mean, I, I, I'll sound like I'm very much not a United fan, but I'm going to go Chelsea just to be right. <laughs> uh, top goal scorer. I
0: think Lukaku's going to bang them in. Um, oh, I can't. I've got to say Salah. I am very worried about Fernandez this year. I mean, three goals and not one penalty. I mean, Christ <laughs> <don't> mind, <man. laughs> Yeah, I'll go Lukaku too. Uh, I think United 3-2. will sort of share the
1: goals around a
0: bit this
1: year.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think,
1: think he will do the same.
2: You know what? The If, best like, he...
1: if Kane goes, I mean, obviously he'll score loads, but...
2: I tell you the the good thing, Greenwood getting off on the off the mark because last yeah, season he yeah. went for a really dry spell, didn't they? Whereas getting off the mark first game, I think that's really going to help him.
1: Well, so Cavani is Cavani back in the country? He was on like an extended holiday, wasn't he? I'm not sure to be honest. So I think there may well be sort of a, a bit of a run of games now for Greenwood to sort of lead the line, given that you know he was clearly chosen ahead of, of Martial to
2: do it at the weekend. Well, that's probably because Marshall shaved all his head off He didn't look like a human <laughs> being, to be honest. <laughs> right, uh, then, then last one: three teams to get relegated.
1: I think Norwich will go straight back down. Yeah. Um, who else got promoted? I think Brentford will stay up.
3: I think I'll Brentford will stay
1: I, up. I loved watching that game on Friday. Just, it was just watching that full crowd again. Yeah. It was just so joyful, wasn't
0: it? It was great
1: absolutely great um, who else who else got promoted sorry
0: uh, Watford
1: oh yeah Watford I'll have them to go down again and um Southampton I'm going to say
3: I'm trying yeah. to say
1: Burnley actually so... the Could wheels come up at Burnley at some point uh, but no I'm going to say Southampton uh, Palace Palace is a great unknown for me I just don't know what's going to happen there there's you know,
2: so many changes uh, I, I reckon Palace I can see Vieira going quite quickly, similar to De Boer.
1: Yeah, it could have a bit of a De Boer's about, it, couldn't it?
0: I think Nor- so. Norwich is the definite between the three of us. What do you What do you think, Ross? Uh, I'm going to go Norwich, Palace,
2: and then uh,
0: I'm going to go Watford because they're mental. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Watford will go. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I think he, that's a good shout for that, actually. I think once yeah. they get on, once they get on that run, Those Ings goals were crucial from last
2: year.
1: And then, yeah, they need that. They need. They've signed that lad from Blackburn. They
2: need him to hit the ground running, don't they? Yeah, but he, he we, scored. He did score the weekend. Yeah, did he? Uh, I just think Watford, like they're sitting seventh now, but he still won't surprise if the owners sacked the manager.
0: When that's oh the yeah, game.
2: yeah. That's well, that's be, that's the thing with Watford.
0: Well, I think with Watford, I think their season's going to depend on. Uh, Ismail Assar isn't it I mean he he, he ran what, Matty Cash ragged at the weekend um, looks like he's in, since he's been back in the since he's been in the Championship last year it looks like he's improved come back really well this year and they've signed this other player this other, this other striker they signed who I think injured got himself injured in the first game who scored two and set the other one up the guy who came on after a minute for his debut and then scored that absolutely worldy but yeah it looks like it could be a crazy it looks like it could be another crazy season at Watford but think they get themselves in a bit of a rut again it'll be difficult to get them back out I think so
2: uh, I've got a quiz if anyone wants it
0: oh, yeah why not
2: so can you name obviously going off the weekend Bruno Fernandez scored an opening weekend hat-trick can you name the uh, nine other players that scored an opening weekend hat-trick in the Premier League. Did Michael uh, Ricketts
0: do it for Bolton once?
1: Uh, yeah. That's no, a, that's an,
0: I was going to say that's an <laughs> knowledge that you've got, Sam. Right. <laughs> what? I, I can give some clues. Well, I know one's Mo Salah, because that happened last year. Mo Salah is one, yeah. Um,
2: Stan Collymore. Stan Collymore is not an answer.
0: Oh,
1: I'm not sure in his career... Uh, Kane's ever scored three goals in August, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rule him out. Um, uh, Les
2: Ferdinand. Not Les Ferdinand. Van Nistelrooy Not Van Gonna start giving clues soon, aren't I? Yeah, I, I don't really have clues, <laughs> yeah, I will need a clue. Van Pur an idea. Not Van Per, right? I'll give a clue. Uh so the clue for the this answer is West Ham in Jordan Knight. This is when he scored the hat trick. Uh, a nightmare starts the 2019-20 season as this England star contributed to a five-nil defeat. <laughs> Vardy, real, real star, of star of England, like so, <laughs> like really talked about as a star of England, especially this summer. Raheem, Raheem Sterling, well mm. done. Right, so most Salah Raheems, then you got two. Next clue: there were certainly Open Day blues for West Brom in 2010 as this striker scored three times and a 6-0 thrashing by the defending champions. And the defending champions at that time were blue.
0: As a intent?
1: Chelsea. Who would have been playing up front for Chelsea
2: in those days?
0: Drogba, Costa.
2: Didier Drogba. It is. Well done. Um... Three goals in a Premier League game is good, but three and seven second half minutes, a Davis-Aston Villa player will never forget.
0: Oh, dearie me. Dwight York. No.
2: What year was it, sorry? It didn't give a year. Oh.
3: Did you give an, an, an era?
2: Seven minutes. I didn't give an era, but it, um, maybe D- ten years, five, ten years ago. Ashley Young. Nope. Um. Uh... A no. Yes. Oh, Gabby F.
0: Wow. I mean, if you well, don't get this... Simply,
1: was that him then done for the season, was it? He, well,
0: probably, can yeah. I, can I just say about Gabby F. he does the talk sport 606. So by the time I get in the car, 606, he's just about to finish when I finish on a late on a Saturday and Gabby F. is on the talk sport. Wow, I can't listen to it. I can't <laughs> listen to it. A lot of the
2: new... I don't know if it's just like... You know, you get conditioned with certain... like. To pundits, then all of a sudden, when someone new comes along, you're just like, You know, absolutely nothing. Why am I listening to what you say? <laughs> I feel like a lot of that there's a lot of change of the guard at the minute, isn't there? With pundits yeah. and new people coming in, and it's going to take me a bit of getting used to in terms of I accept what their opinion actually matters, but yeah. Uh, if you don't get this next one, s- off the first line of the clue, I'll be gobsmacked, okay. So, the first line of clue before Holmes under the hammer, it was all about Alfred <laughs> oh, oh, Day hat tricks. His goals <laughs> arrived late to, to stun Chelsea in 1997. Uh, Martin,
0: is it Martin? One of them plays like Mick Quinn, who played at the 93 94 season that nobody can ever remember. <laughs> So, who are you guessing for this clue? Dion Dublin.
2: Dion Dublin. Well done. Okay. Debuts don't get much better than this. Well, it would have if this Italian's new side hadn't been held to a three all. Oh, Fabrizio Ravanelli. Fabrizio Ravanelli. Yes. Well done. How did you get that from that? Um, I don't know, it just popped into my head. I remember it's <laughs> one of the classic
0: 3 3 opening day draws. I think.
2: I mean, when, when I mention Italian players in the Premier League, you first think of Fabrizio Ravanelli,
0: yeah. Grew up on him, legend. Oh, yeah. Um, not you, Zola, was that not, not Zola. Was, that, was that not Liverpool? I think that might no, be why no, it might have be been against Liverpool. That might be why. Knott's
2: Forest blew Coventry City away on the opening day in 1996 thanks to this English striker. Now, God I think this, this English striker wasn't known for playing for Knott's Forest. He was known for playing for Everton.
1: I was about to say Pierre Van Hooyd when you said not
0: in your Forest. Obviously. I know, it's like Brian Roy. <laughs> 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 Played for Everton. Went to Everton.
3: Uh...
0: In the Moyes era.
3: He's English,
2: Bech. so it wasn't. No, no, that's it wasn't the yak
0: either. He played for Forest. went. Did he go from Forest? I mean, I'm asking you a lot. Did he go? For oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know more detail than what I've written down in front of me. <laughs> oh,
2: the not
3: really have
1: many strikers in that Everton team from David
0: Moyes' Everton team. James Beattie played there for a bit. <laughs> No, he played at Forest. This is probably one of the easiest ones, and it's the hardest one. I wouldn't say so. Forest in '96. I mean, it's, I mean, technically, my era is a bit before your time, you two. So, I mean, he doesn't it's, score many goals either. Oh, now, now it's starting to sound like
1: Everton
2: Strike under David. Kevin,
0: Kevin Campbell.
2: Yes, Kevin Campbell oh, was yes, not prolific at all.
0: Um, I mean, right, awesome. two, that's two awesome more awesome to get. One. Two more. Oh wow. So after
2: a four-three opening day loss to Nottingham Forest again in nineteen ninety-five, this score out of brilliant goals remains the only one to net a home Premier League hat trick and still not win.
0: That's to be Yeah,
2: Matt Latiss. And then last one, Coventry City made the perfect start to the 1993-94 Premier League season as this English forward scored all three goals in victory over Arsenal. Mick Quinn. Yes. <laughs> 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 and when you said him earlier, I was thinking, the <laughs> well, that should have counted as a correct
1: answer earlier.
2: <laughs> well, no, because he didn't actually throw him out as
0: a, as, a, as a, <laughs> submit him as an answer. It's a final answer. I only Very know him. Chris Tarrant. I- Every time it says, like, who was the top scorer in, like, the 93-94 season, I can never get it right. He's always the one I completely... I'm sure he was the top scorer that season. Completely forget about him. Or he scored, like, 13... He scored 13 goals in eight games or something like that. He's the quickest, fastest person to 10 goals in the Premier League. One of the two, anyway. Oh, well, The uh, the second round of fixtures quiz. Is that coming next next week? (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: It uh, depends, depends what the websites are on. If they, if they stick one up, then there'll be one. Oh, only things that happen in week two of the Premier League. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's been so long that we've actually
2: been on. Obviously, the cricket's an object failure. As you, I'm sure you both know oh, it. Yeah. Has, yeah. has anyone kept up with the uh, with the boxing that's basically been going on in Eddie Hearn's back garden? No, I haven't quite got to keep up with Dizone yet. Oh, I, I've got in there with the zone and gone for the subscription because it's only three quid a month. On the on the thinking that everything seems to be going through there, at the
1: yeah, end.
2: yeah. So I thought maybe they might have like a loyalty bonus if you've got in there early. They might keep the fees down for a bit. Well, how so? Is that like a twelve month thing, or is it like a no? It's a rolling contract. You cancel it anytime. Yeah. So you literally you can pay the three quid and then cancel it straight away and watch a month's worth of boxing. Oh, that's quite good. Yeah, there's no like set term, so that's why. What, cause who, what was the last big fight that was on it? I end up watching. I can't but remember. Well,
1: what's he fought this weekend, didn't he? Ian?
2: Yeah, fought the last weekend as well. Yeah, because it was because it, it, it was uh, fight camp, so that's what I mean. It was in Eddie in the back garden, so there's fights every week.
0: How's the uh, how's the new how's the coverage of DAZN? That's yeah, quite with good, my, you know, Cameron. And... Whoever else is on there. Laura Wood's on it. Isn't well, sure?
2: yeah, yeah, It's quite good. I mean,
0: it's pretty much what you get from Sky, to be honest. It's good. Well, I suppose he must be making money out of it because you wouldn't normally you wouldn't normally have to pay anything for these fights, would you? They'd just be on Sky. I mean, obviously, you'd have to well, a subscription, but... I can't remember what fight it was, but it was on
2: DAZN. Then, first dad came around and he was like, he said, oh, I can't get it. Obviously, he's not very tech savvy. Couldn't get the app on his uh, TV, so I could. So I said, "Oh, I'll, I'll get it." And it's three quid. I'll pay. It's only three quid. I was like, "Yeah, it's only three pounds." I don't believe it. I don't believe it's only <laughs> three pounds. I was like, "Well, it is. It must be more <laughs> than that. Must be more. You must have to pay something more." I was like, "No, I've read. I've read everything. You can pay the three quid, then cancel it straight away." No, no, they wouldn't do that. They want to like to do that. I said, "Well, <laughs> they must do. no." And I thought, "Are you arguing about something being cheap? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> like you moan that boxing's twenty five quid a pop on pay per view, and then all of a sudden the fight's three
0: pound, and we we're not accepting it." Yeah, I bet. I bet you, Joshua and Fury's not a three pound rolling 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 contract. Well,
1: so in America, when because they the zone had um, uh, Can- Canelo Alvarez. And that's, that's what the, it was. That's what I watched the Canelo uh, fight. So they didn't used to put the prices up for Canelo. I don't know. I don't know how much it costs in America to have own, but um, they wouldn't put. They didn't put the prices up for Canelo. But they sort of saw him as a. If you signed up, you had to sign up for three months, I think. Ahead of if you signed up, sort of in the week yeah. of one of his fights.
2: No, we we signed up in the week, and it was
0: it was still three quid. Um, is is DAZN Eddie Hearns or is Eddie Hearn just took over Dizon? No, no, Eddie Eddie Hearn works for Dizon. Yeah, Dizon's
2: like this oh, American right. company. But yeah, no, I, I mean, if, uh, by the sounds of it, everything's going through it now, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, they, they seem to be throwing money at it. Yeah, so I thought that's what I thought. I'll get in there, really, then hope I can still pay the three pound of the year's time, and we'll see. Because Fury, Joshua is going to be on it, isn't it? I think
0: uh, yeah, yes, so, yeah. It's in it. Well, it's, it's said in his contract, aren't they? I think until he's fought, until in his next few fights or something with Eddie Hearn, that uh, uh, Joshua decides where his fights are going to be. So if he wants them to be on Sky, then they'll be on Sky. But that's only for the length of this contract that he's on, I think. But then once I he- say, who else I want to watch on it? it? Was
2: Joe Joyce on it recently? Joe Joyce fought recently, didn't he? Uh, he was, yeah, he fought on BT though. Oh, was that BT? again like, Joyce he didn't look great to me that night but we'll see we'll see what happens
0: right fellas that's it before we start talking over one another it's well. it's been Wasn't a pleasure it. absolutely yeah. I really enjoyed it glad to be back I, yes. I will do let's not leave it
2: so long next time. yeah I mean my holiday stop after this next one so I'll be amazing <laughs> right Until next
3: I'll, uh,
2: time. yeah
0: I'll see you all soon so goodbye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank One Third Scouse podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank Three. That's at M A N C T H R W E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.